Leapers, you're listening to LassoCast, uh, the internet's very first Ted Lasso podcast, but not necessarily the best. Just to be out there, I am but one of your co-hosts, Kenny. What? I think we're top five, right? At least top five. I think we're pretty good. There's probably some room for improvement. Let's be honest. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not always wanting to just better yourself and be more honest about about the kind of person that you want to be, then you're the worst. We're certainly not the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Strong words right off the bat. (laughs) Yeah, man. I am but one of your co-hosts, Kenny Madison, along with me are my best friends in the whole wide world. John's pointing at me, so I'm going to go. This is Saida Rhodes, and joining me is... John Rhodes. Johnny. Hey. Hey. Hi, everybody. Uh... Yeah, we talked to Stefan Mamas. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to pick that up a little bit. Stefan Mamas. Yeah, we sh- we sure did, Johnny. It was. We did it. Yeah, we did. It was a it, he. Boy, it, this conversation was so great. I I'm sure we sound like a broken record whenever we just say this guest yeah. was the best. This person, they're so generous. Uh, yeah. I honestly didn't know what to expect with Stefan, and I was just kind of blown away. Yeah, it was. I don't think any of us expected what we got out of that conversation. It was kind of enlightening. He's. Oh, sorry. Just a reminder Stefan Manis is. um, Richard. Richard. Yeah. In the show Ted Lasso. Of course. (laughs) Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. Oh, no. He's just wonderful. Yeah. He recommended books. Yeah, I got that bookmarked. We talk oh, about man. India and yeah, Hinduism. Yeah, yeah we, already you're probably surprised. What? Yeah, we uh, talked. I think we touched on spirituality a fair amount. Yeah. Which, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stefan is just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, listeners, if you're in a place, just a funky place of introspection and all that kind of stuff, this is the episode for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of great nuggets here. Yeah. Is there is there any Ted Lasso news, folks? We got a no. we got a new short. <clears throat> no. No? Yeah, I'm kidding. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice uh-huh. little The Case of the Missing Mustache, is that what it was called? The case of the Missing yeah. Mustache. Oh, I love it. I love it was, the stop motion. Yeah, it, it was so delightful. Such uh, a nice surprise. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it, I also love all the behind the scenes little snippets they've been releasing on their Instagram. Yeah, seeing Jason be so emotive in the recording booth was yep. just I I always like it whenever an actor commits to their voice performance. Yeah. Uh, I'm certain that there are folks out there that phone it in. I'm looking at you, William Shatner, for Star Trek, the animated series. <laughs> looking at you, Matthew McConaughey, for Sing. <laughs> Just kidding. He was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else for Ted Lasso? Um, have you guys seen Spider-Man No Way Home? Have no way, homie. Because there's a little bit of Ted Lasso news in there. Do you, do you mind one light spoiler? I don't mind, but spoiler alert for people who would mind such a light spoiler for Spider-Man. Sure. 
Home three. Uh, past guest of the show, Crystal Fernandez makes what? an appearance. Whoa. Whoa. Good for him. What does yes. he do? Uh, he, he plays the bartender uh, of Tom Hardy's character, Eddie Brock. Wait, whenever Eddie, Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock is in it in a oh, mid credit no. stinger. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. And I, there were a lot of great things that happened in Spider-Man No Way Home, but far and away, the biggest cheer for me that night was seeing Christo on the screen. I yelled out loud. It was so thrilling. I'm so happy for him. Uh, yeah, awesome. it's great. That's exciting. So he's in the MCU. That's crazy. Yeah, Christo is canon now. Christo is canon. We got to have him back on. Wow, what a thrill. Yeah, it, yeah I was so excited. That's cool. Now I got to see the movie. Yeah, dude. Before we get to Stefan, we should thank our patrons. Yes. Yeah. Who who wants to go first? Well, I mean, we have to start off with the great Whitney Lennon. That's right. New new patron, I believe, Whitney Lennon. Ooh, Welcome. thank you. Thank you. We got Carolina Lumia. Maybe also new. <laughs> We've got Jamie Tarbell. 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 It's yes. a good name. Sarah Rabbit. Thank you, Sarah Rabbit. Great name. Donna Brown. Thank you. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do the Hobbs family. Oh. Adam Hobbs, Laura Hobbs. It was a pleasure meeting you as well. Yeah. No longer yeah. simply Laura. We knew we know how she, who she is now. She is yes. Laura Hobbs. Um, oh, Kenny, your turn. Uh, Robert Sherman, aka Rob, who we also met. We should aka Robin. <laughs> aka Robin. That's right. Uh, Robert Rob Robin Sherman. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, Robin Sherman. That's right. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we met Rob, and we met uh, the Hobbses in our Patreon hangout that you can do with us at the top tier. And uh, we we also had a guest with that one that was quite unexpected. We did. And we'll, we'll mention that guest after these last few names. For sure. Stacy Lowry. Hey, Stacey. Thank you again. Damien Ryan, thank you for your support. James Fight, contributor for Football Fight Night. Thank you. And James Fight, who could not come last night for the hangout because he got to see Hamilton. So maybe we'll have him on to talk about Hamilton. Yeah. Let's sing songs. Ooh, Hamilton <laughs> sing along. Oh my gosh. I would ascend into heaven. That might be fun. That'd be mm-hmm. so fun. And to steal Kenny's joke from the last episode, last but not least, Chelsea Lease. Thank oh, you so much. Great joke, Kenny. <laughs> and if you want to be a patron, if you want to join these fine folks, Head over to patreon.com slash lassocast. You can check out the perks and the tiers, what's available, what's exclusive, all that stuff over there. And you know what? What? One really great reason why you might want to become a patron is so you can come hang out with us. It was really nice watching our Carol of the Bells with yeah. a few friends here. And um, we had a surprise guest, Kenny alluded to. Mm-hmm. That was thrilling. Jake Hawkins, a.k.a. Dana Higgins. Ow. From the episode itself, came uh, stayed up till like three a.m. in London. Un- reason, Unreal. Wacko. 
to uh, just hang out with us and watch the episode and talk, get, give us some insight what it was like filming it and stuff. Uh, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. So we're not going to call him a wacko. He's truly just <laughs> the sweetest, sweetest human being. It was a real pleasure meeting him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll do another hangout probably in March or something. We'll figure out what it's going to be. We'll watch you Carol of the Bells again. Why not? Why yeah. not? Maybe we'll watch Beard After Hours. Maybe we'll watch <laughs> After Hours. Maybe we'll watch Love Actually. Maybe we'll do the Hamilton sing along as a as a hangout. Who wow. knows? Who knows? Who knows? Join up. Uh, find out. Yeah. Anything else we got to mention before we I get to the show? I don't think so. I uh, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I sure am ready to get rolling on this Stefan episode. Roll that beautiful Stefan. Here's Stefan. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very good. I'm very good. Uh, so who am I talking to? So I see John, <laughs> Seda, and Kenny. Yep. Hi. Yes. I'm John. Hi, John. I'm I'm Saida. You can call me Sai. Sai. Okay, John, Sai, and Kenny, right? That's me. I'm Kenny. Hi, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> you did it. We're good? great. Okay. Yeah, we're great. That's very good. Um, well, I, I got to be honest. First, I've been running this entire month, and I couldn't check a, a lot of your work before, so I'm very sorry. Oh, I you're fine. To oh, that's, that's okay. Oh, it's not required. Oh, okay, good. So you don't, you don't have any trick question or I don't know. Can you hear me right, first of all? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, very good. Um, yeah. Another thing, my English is not that great, so speak slowly and not too fast, so I'm sure I can understand what you're saying. Please. Now, I'll try not to mumble as well. Perfect, um, thank you. Are you in Paris right now? Right now, I'm in, uh, near Switzerland in the mountain in my hometown. I'm going once a year uh-huh. for Christmas. In the, uh, actually, I was in Venice for four days, and I just landed this morning back to France. Wow. It was nice. lovely. Was and you're in the mountains? Now I'm in the mountains, yeah. Oh, man. Is it snowing out there? Uh, just got one meter snow yesterday. Wow. That's probably gorgeous. It's beautiful. I'll send you a picture if you want. Please. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So where you guys are? You're in um, uh, Los Angeles? Oh, I don't know. We're, We're in, in Texas. Austin, Texas. Texas. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, Stefan, the first thing I want to ask you has nothing to do with Ted, Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Are you um Are you an F1 fan by chance? Of course, I've seen it. <laughs> Did you- <laughs> Did you watch today's race? I've seen, you know, I haven't seen my mom for a year and I arrived at home at 1 p.m. And she told me, oh, Stefan, glad you're here because I need, I said, forget about everything. Okay, this afternoon I got two things. I have to watch this. <laughs> and after I have an interview with Ted Lasso. So, so I'll forget see you later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and she doesn't follow any sports. And uh, actually me, uh, I do, but not that much Formula One, but this season. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was quite amazing. Uh, I'm more um, the Stoppen fan because I always support the small guys. So mm-hmm. uh, Hamilton was so strong for all this year, and I loved him so much. And whenever I can support the small team, uh, except if they're French or really like they are Rafael Nadal or someone that I truly I'm into it, uh, I'm, I was supporting the, the small guys, so Verstappen. And I've watched the entire stuff, and I just couldn't believe this last lap. It came too fast, okay? 
I still don't realize <laughs> yeah. what happened. So, so what <laughs> what is your feeling, guys, uh, about this? What are your feelings? Um, I was just very confused by. I'm not sure <laughs> what the rules are, and I'm not sure if anybody really knows what the rules are. That's so it was just how I a feel con- every a confusing race. ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing. Every race, yes. there's some sort of drama, and I'm like, so what? What's the standard then? <laughs> There's too many rules. There are too many rules, I think. No, yeah. we, we just cannot follow, and they always complain. Every time one guy gets in front of them, uh, they oh, they complain, and the tire, and this, and that. And it's yeah. so complicated. So. But There's a lot yeah, of complaining. Yeah, it, was, it, was. it was exciting, though. Great season. Yes, it was. Uh, so I believe you guys are Hamilton fan. Uh, yeah. UK? Yeah, well, Hamilton. Yeah, sure. yeah, we're Hamilton fans. We are. But he's a nice being, boy. I really like him. I love this guy. He's uh, it's true perfection. But uh, I like you know this little sand going through the machine. And actually, I would have mm. loved to see him win. But uh, I would have liked to see the opposite situation, like Verstappen in front, all of it, mm-hmm. and then the and then the switch at the end. Uh, I was just upset to see. Okay, Hamilton in front from the first lap to the last. I don't. Want, I didn't yeah. want to see anything boring. And uh, it looks like it was boring. (laughs) (laughs) And then it wasn't. (laughs) Any any one of those guys winning, I would have loved this situation. But it's uh, it's very weird. It's very weird. I I, I really hope you had a good time. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed this season. I've watched most of the races, I think. Getting up early. It it airs at like 7 a.m. here, our time. Oh, So it's it's fun to get up really early (laughs) and watch it. Wow, okay, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and then I come downstairs and fall asleep while watching it. <laughs> but... yeah. Oh, you couldn't watch it together, I guess. Uh, we attempted, but I was passing out. He he fully watched. I did, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, context. John and I are married. <laughs> and, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, John and I are married. Uh, <laughs> Kenny's our very good friend. John and Kenny used to work together. We all live in the same city. We're all very good friends. But yeah, okay. that's the context. From what yeah. I'm reading, yeah, you guys must be married or brother and sister because you got the same name. Like <laughs> <laughs> or brother and sister, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're all in the same place right now? Or Kenny, are you yep. close? Yeah. Uh, yes, right now I am, uh, let me confirm this. Yes, <laughs> recording from my bedroom in my bed. Oh uh, okay. This okay. is very close. This is Kenny. Okay. Yes, very <laughs> close friend. Yeah, I'm just watching them from across the room. Uh, no, I'm just in my apartment. Okay. Yeah. And you're, you're at your 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 parents' house, your mom's house. Uh, my mom's house. Yeah. Uh, my parents got uh, divorced when I was very little, and uh, my dad is in Paris. My mom stayed in the mountains, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm traveling. Every time, nice. time to time, Paris, Montaigne, Montaigne, Paris. How long of a drive is that? How long does it take to get out there? Uh, you drive by five and a half hours, or um, mm. f- actually five hours train. It's quite similar. Oh, mm. gosh. I love That's trains. probably a nice ride, though. It is, but uh, I don't mind. You know, it's, um, it's part of the life. You guys, I think your, your country is so big, you take a lot of planes to see friends yeah. and family. We just drive. We like it. Uh, you don't know the economic situation in France, but it has been quite terrible this last five years. Uh, basically, almost the price of the gas have doubled and all the taxes, mm. and it's oh, becoming wow. more and more complicated to travel. It's, it's extremely expensive. Just to go, to go from Paris to see my mom, by car, which let's say 20 years ago would cost uh, 40, now it's costing more, 150, you know. 
Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's extremely expensive. Wow. Right. Anyway. That's a fine. shame. <laughs> I got lucky. Like, yeah, I got Ted Lasso. I can't afford a little. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this year I'm coming home, mom. <laughs> yeah, I can. You'll be proud of me. What is Ted Lasso? Okay, forget it. Uh, <laughs> I'll try to explain later when I am. <laughs> Does she? Does your mom watch the show though? She must, right? Um, okay. To be honest, my family didn't really like watch it much. Um, it's, oh. it's well, they don't speak English, and uh, tell, uh, Apple TV is not a big thing in, in here. So all my international mm. friends they've seen it even without me telling them to watch it, and uh, it's a big hit. But for non-English speaker people, I don't want to say it's, the translation is bad, but. But obviously it is bad because um, it's USA people, UK people. There is so many, uh, even I, my, my English is not perfect. It's quite okay. I would say there's so many little touch I could not understand. And I think it's so much more fun when you do speak English. And I just watch the translation sometimes. And there is many jokes you just cannot translate because yeah. it's, it's USA stuff, um, London stuff, UK stuff, or USA reference so much okay a lot of it and it's written very perfectly for them and um, if you don't speak english it's quite i would say it's quite different to to understand quite difficult sorry to understand the show so i told them to watch but they said they don't get it that much i would say yeah i can see that but that's okay that's fine (laughs) yeah now i read that you you're like multilingual is that correct you speak english and french and then maybe spanish and then maybe some other things too is that true um, I, I used to actually. Um, I used to speak Spanish when I was young in school. I've done it a lot, and then uh, actually I lived in India for three years. And over mm. there, I really wanted to settle there. And okay, because I'm I'm not succeeding in French, I'm failing so much. So I want to find another place. And actually, India was the only way I could do it because of my um, financial situation. It was very cheap. I needed to learn English, and uh, this was the place to do it. And you can survive in India with very little money. Mm. USA was not uh, a consideration. UK neither. Way too expensive. So, And in India, I started to learn uh, Hindi actually for, for some years because if wow. you do speak Hindi, it's, it's, it's quite a big thing. Yeah, You know, India is 1.3 billion, people, uh, 1.3 yeah. billion people and uh, the market is so huge. They do so many movies. Okay, you can criticize. They're not that great. Or you can find them stupid. <laughs> you, you need uh, um, a product for the market and the market is so huge. They give a chance to a lot of people and a lot of foreigners, but you have to learn Hindi. So I, I used to speak Hindi mm. back in the time, but with my face as a foreigner in India, everyone talks to me in English, okay? Mm. They, don't, they don't try to, to help me. They say, oh, they speak Hindi, English. All the, the English, their English is a perfection. They all speak English. Uh, five years old boy, girls, they do speak English. So they were talking to English all the time with me. And it was very difficult to learn their languages compared to just after India, I moved to uh, to Japan for six months. And over there, no one speaks English. No one. Uh, I had a job with the um, uh, Kawataki marketing guys, and they didn't speak English. The head of marketing mm. didn't speak good English. Wow. And I was talking to children. No, they don't speak English. So over there, if you want wow. to learn Japan, uh, Japanese, you can really, you can learn in three, in three months. So I started to, to learn little which then in the end I forgot, but but you can learn uh, Japanese very well over there. Like I think French in France, because you don't have an other choice to communicate with people, and wow. uh, that's why in India I had some trouble to learn Hindi. That's why I came back in India. 
I'm, to- I'm talking a lot. Uh, is it too long? No, 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 no. This is this is what what you're what what we're here for. We want to hear from you. What what uh, what took you to India? What took you to Japan? Was it just work? Was it trying to? Oh, it was know, work. Hundred uh, yeah. percent, it was work. Um, okay, so I've done done my I've done my master too in in France uh, in marketing communication. Just after that, I started to work in a. In a company, in a business, uh, big stuff in La Défense in Paris, and after some weeks in Thai suits, computers, and I said, okay, no, sorry, but no, uh, I cannot, yeah. and I just want to try be an actor for real, and uh, staying in Paris for one or two years, just feigning, feigning, bad meeting bad people, just being a waiter or driver just to survive, you know, and uh, not meeting the right people, and uh, you know, there's good and bad people in the industry. And I, I have to say, I was a little, how uh, just naive, uh, naive, mm-hmm. naive. Okay, just yeah. trying to believe what everyone was saying. And when you don't meet the right people, you you understand it can end up badly. And um, so I wanted to change my market location. So I've done a little business plan with what I could do. And actually, like I said before, Hollywood was impossible, London was impossible. Even though I think it's the two best place on earth for this, um, if you do speak English, actually, and my English wasn't that great. So Indian was the only place with $200 where you can survive. So I've applied to oh. acting company over there and they flew me in. And actually they took most of my uh, my earnings because my contract was uh-huh. very bad. So uh, I don't remember, but actually I think I've made gross 15K in one year and they took 12K of it. Oh my God. So I just, so in the end, okay, I said, oh, one year done. Okay, what's my money? Okay, Stephen, $1,000 for the entire year of job. Yeah, but we paid you ticket. We gave you this, we gave you that. Yeah, but come oh on, like 13 And uh, anyway, uh, at least you can travel, I would say for free and you can have a, um, I could speak English and meet a lot of people, uh, Brazil, Indian, of course, um, Russian people. And I learned a lot with uh, many different people. And just after that, I moved to Japan and I stayed only six months, but it was very nice. I love their culture. And over there, one more time, I tried, okay, let's try to hit uh, Japanese Hollywood. Their Japanese Hollywood, I don't know what to call it. Uh, their markets, because I really mm. like actually the Japanese industry yeah. in cinema. It's very yep. interesting. I love those people. They respect nature. They have some good and bad, like I say, like I have to say, every culture, American, Mm -hmm. French, Italian. And uh, I would say the little bad thing I don't really like about their cultures, they are very, very shy and reserved, which is also a good thing. I don't like people just blah, 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 blah. But it's (laughs) very hard to understand what uh, they want or Mm. to communicate, to learn their languages. But it's so, so, you, you don't rush into people's intimacy. And uh, I also respect that. They really like nature. They have their own stuff. And I had a very good time in Japan. I've never been to USA. I would have loved to go, but because of COVID oh, situation, wow. I couldn't. And maybe uh, next yeah. year, I would be I would be very happy to to see what it's like to to live uh, in LA and New York, of course. How yeah. how old were you when you were in India and then Japan? Uh, twenty three uh, and twenty six. Wow. Yeah, just yeah. after the master too. Just after that. What a I left, fun uh, adventure. That's amazing. Yeah, I left with a phone, uh, $200 and a laptop. That's all I had, basically. 
Uh, I remember telling my mom, just I was in Paris and she didn't know I was quitting my job in Paris for, <laughs> and she, they, my parents, they, they helped me paying, of course, cost money to study, uh, even though in France we have a good system for this, but still it cost a little, so I needed help for, for, my, um, for my loan uh, to eat, you know. And I called my mom and told her, yeah, mom, I'm going to, uh, to India. I said, oh, you got a promotion, you got a raise, you changing culture. <laughs> I said, ah, no, I didn't. I quit. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you have a contract? You're going to make money in India? I said, no, I'm going there to maybe find a contract. And uh, <laughs> oh, it was it was a fun discussion because, uh, you know, yeah, mom, they, they, I, I won't say they try to, um, to tell you not to do stuff. They just want the best safe yeah. stuff. And it's protecting uh, you. Yeah, that's it. Protecting. Yeah. And you tell her, I'm going to fly uh, 7,000 kilometers in a country I've never been with uh, ups and down. Uh, yeah. Was that's pretty, pretty brave move. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank that, you. That seems yeah. like a, I mean, obviously that's a massive cultural shift. And also maybe it's just my America centric, mindset because i mean we live in texas which is just concentrated america here um how the heck did you get india in your mind to go oh yes i want to be an actor i mean outside of just cost how how did you come to that decision well um when you are down and um and actually, cost is a major issue when you have nothing left. And actually, I was in debt, and uh, I really had nothing uh, to go on with. And uh, you had on this depression and a job that you don't like, and uh, you just don't feel. You know, being an artist is not always obviously it's not that easy all the time, especially mm-hmm. uh, when you are inclined. No, I don't know if the traduction is right. Sorry, well, you can go very easy to happiness or or depression or whatever. And like I said. What, you come to a point, you just do, okay, what's, what are my options as an actor? And financial, financially speaking, one, one option is left, okay? The, actually, it's uh, Bollywood, Tollywood, Yollywood. It, it is bigger than Hollywood. It's not as mm. famous. There's not mm-hmm. as, as much money. But it's bigger, period. If you live there, you can work. And even if you make only $500 per month, you can that survive. Far. Yeah. Good enough. That's enough. In uh, in LA, I don't know much, but with four hundred a month, it's it's really not easy. It's really no. not easy. Okay. So all I needed it was uh, you need a roof and uh, enough to to buy bananas, apple, and to survive and to do casting. And in India, you can do that. You can do that. The London and USA was clearly not an option. And the only one that was left, if you want to be an actor and you just study a little about um, sociology and uh, cinema economics, actually at the moment in 2016, India was the only way with people, oh, we need foreigners, we need new stuff, and maybe other little French uh, playing music, and uh, and that's it, that's all I had much. And the envy mm. to, to be an actor, I could bring something different compared to True. so many, so many talented actors potential that are coming to USA every year. So many person looking just like me, much more talented. I said, okay, I'll just try to find another door that is easier to fit in. And that's all you have to do in the end. When you have no choice, mm. you go there. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Uh, Johnny, should we move to India to make movies? Is yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. 
I know. Why have we not thought about that? Like, this is actually a really interesting idea. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> is there anything that you've kept with you from your time in India or Japan? Like, just culturally, is there anything that you learned that you're like, oh, this is great? Mm, well, I came back from India as an Hinduist. So, um, uh, religiously speaking, I've, I've made a conversion. So, oh, I, wow. Whoa. Oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, I love that your response is, oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, yeah, I lived a lot of things with the ashram, with the big guru and the entire um, path that you have to walk with many different people and different ways to pray and to meditate. Mm -hmm. And you have to tell them your vision. And, um, mm -hmm. okay, this was interesting. Maybe I think I can share this. Um, yeah. So you come, you say, okay, I was born here um, this time, this date. Your mother, they do your numerology, your astrology, and they use computers and books, and they have to, to calculate for 20, 30 minutes, and they, they make like, um, how do you call that? Um, I don't know if it's there. With all this information, they just write on paper, okay, Stefan is this kind of person. Okay, they make mm. like testament. I don't know what to call this, sorry. My English is terrible, I told you. And after <laughs> this... <laughs> you, you join a session with um, just the guru and some kind of frequencies uh, around you and you just have to meditate for 20 or 30 minutes and images are coming to you. And I don't, okay, I'm, That's cool. Okay, I cannot say what I've seen. But uh, whatever mm. you're seeing, you see stuff and then after you tell the guru, okay, I've seen this, this, these elements, those colors, those images, and they compare to what they have um to, to the information they have done on you just before, just because of where you were born, uh, which suns or planets you're related. And if the stuff conver converged and say, okay, it's converging. So Stefan is aligned enough to be able to join Hinduist because he's in, in this life, actually, they believe in uh, reincarnation. And in mm -hmm. this life, he might be able to understand what Hinduist means. So this was a very interesting uh, That's cool. uh, experience. That's interesting. Yeah, and how long does that whole process take? Uh, I think just a week, uh, just a week you meet some wow. people and after in the end you have this final, let's say, exam. And after there is one more week when you learn the mantras uh, that actually you can find online, but there's an entire process where you can meditate. And I follow this uh, religion for, I would say, as good as I could for a year and a half, absolutely no meat or almost vegan. And after I, met, I went to, to Japan, so I met a different culture and um, I wasn't quite happy with myself and I was still... Um, um, not that happy in my life um, mm. Mm. as an actor, as an artist. So I didn't blame Hinduists for this, but I would really hope maybe it opened some some doors or things like this. And after I just changed a little, I went more to uh, agnostic, pantheist, and Hinduist. And actually, I, I really opened my mind and tried to be more spiritual. And that's what I really liked about Hinduism, is that there are so many gods, uh, the god of this forest, the god, the god of this water, sun, and that's I liked. I, I didn't really like that much, this one god, this one thing. And actually, universe, earth, uh, animals, everything is going together. So I really like this um, view of there is many energies coming through stuff together. That's why I yeah. think to Hinduism. Yeah. That's this cool. is 
such a surprise. I did not see this going there. That's amazing. Uh, Feel free to just say, I don't want to answer this question, but uh, prior to really deciding to going into acting, what, what is your religious, what is your spiritual background uh, growing, growing up uh, where you did? Uh, I was raised as a Catholic um, Christian. Mm. My mom was holding this, um, le, le catechisme, catechisme, do you know that? The, the stuff where all the children are going uh, every Sunday. Um, oh, like Sunday school. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, kind of Sunday school. Okay, there's God, there's Jesus, Jesus, God. And we learn about this for, I've done this for seven years and going to, um, to the church every, every weekend to pray. Okay, this was my childhood till 14th. And then I said, okay, no, uh, why not? But I want to choose. So I took a big break on this. And nice. um, so I was clearly atheist, not following any path or not judging anything. And then when I was 23, going into finally a different culture, country, cut myself from my roots, from my family and from, from everything that I've learned. Okay, this is a time where you can actually choose. And it's not, okay, my parents are Muslims. I have to be a Muslim or Christian or nothing. Just, it, but it's so hard to, to take some distance with what you were born to, not to be, mm-hmm. but uh, with whom you were mm-hmm. born it, and which family, yeah. which friends, or which country. It's very difficult. So I yeah. had these opportunities, and I just, okay, let's give it a try. Wow. That sounds I, like such a transformative trip for you. Yeah, it was. Um, In a lot of ways. It was. If anyone is listening and uh, want to give it a try for India, uh, just some advice. Minimum three weeks, okay. Uh, the first week, uh, you get shock. The second week, you get sick. And after, you can enjoy India, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> you need something. I would say two months minimum, but not everyone has two months, but at least two weeks, three weeks. Three okay. Weeks, please. That's and don't drink water. Don't drink water and always say no spicy. Otherwise, you cannot eat the food. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> These are great tips, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Might save your trip. So, how did you how did you come to to get cast on Ted Lasso? How did that? <laughs> how did you go from India to Japan to Ted Lasso? <laughs> uh, we went a long way. Uh, okay, uh, so fading in France, going to India, enjoying life, still not doing as a fantastic career, and then discovering Japan, then back to France, and going back to actually being a waiter and a driver because I needed mm. some food, and then trying to apply everything I've learned in, in, in India as good as I could, and still a little failing, and still listening to people, and I just couldn't open my mind, just listening to the wrong people, doing kind of the same mistakes. And I started to pray again, and uh, the equation that led me to Ted Lasso is actually extremely long, so I'll try to be brief on this. Uh, I was going home on my motorcycle, and at the second I was putting my helmet, a friend of mine, uh, an actor, his name is, is Pierre, he told me, oh, I'm going to a party, uh, you should come. And uh, okay, I don't like to go to parties when I don't know anyone. Mm. And I said, okay, maybe universe telling me something. Okay, I should go. I got there. I met wonderful people, just 20, 30 people, people actually going to Cannes Festival and work there. A uh, very good friend of mine right now. Like, she's like my mom, uh, Liz Marie, very nice girl who's supporting. And uh, she's actually one of the head of the black uh, cinema community in France. And she's working a lot with Africa. She's a wonderful person. She made me meet uh, a lot of people. And she told me, you know, Stefan, I'm, I'm holding the African pavilion in, uh, 
in uh, in Cannes Festival for the next one. And uh, I can invite you. I'll give you an invite. And I said, okay, uh, thank you, Liz. But I have, you don't go to Cannes if you have nothing to do, actually. <laughs> you can go if you have done something just to share. Okay, I'm an actor. I've done this. And I've done literally nothing for a year. Nothing that good. And I don't have neither the money or the stuff to show there. And she told me, okay, you should give a try. If the invitation, do whatever you want. So she gave me an invitation and I found a way to do. I don't know if you've been, but I've done the entire Cannes Festival with almost nothing and going back. I just find friends that can let me the garage, another friend that led me a, a scooter. And mm -hmm. I was just eating apple for 10 days. But I've done my Cannes as good as I could. Uh, waking up every morning at 6 a.m. and trying to meet people and meet people. And when I went mm. there, I wanted to surprise my agent, uh, who was actually there at the same time, and tell her, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in Cannes, actually. Let's try to meet. And she didn't answer one or twice. And then I called her and she told me, well, Stefan, I don't know what you're doing in Cannes. You've done nothing. I don't have time for you. I have to give my time to the other actors of the agency. <laughs> she, it's what she said. And I told her, you, don't you think I know I've done nothing? I'm just here. I just want to say hi. <laughs> I want to share a coffee. I'm not asking you to uh, to meet, make me meet uh, Brad Pitt or whatever. I'm just, hey, say hi. Come on. <laughs> Cannes is not that big, you know. And she just didn't answer. And I said, okay, good. Okay, good. So what I've done, took my, my laptop and I find all the addresses for all the people who were actually in Cannes. And I think I've sent uh, 1,400 mails to agencies, producer, director, and um on the 1,400, I think 500 opened them and maybe 30 entered me. And on the 30, there were 10 agencies who were, they wanted to see me. And I met them. And one of them, which is actually my agent right now, uh, the guy who found me to Lasso. And uh, it was in 2018 or 19, the, the year when I was cast for Ted Lasso. It was the end mm -hmm. of May. And then uh, I met that guy and I told him, okay, I, I, I really try to do my best. I just didn't have the right opportunities yet. Yet I just, uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't have a lot of money. I'm just trying to survive right now. And she said, okay. And he said, okay. Um, Stefan, I can take you in my agency. You should definitely try American stuff because if you don't fit the French market, maybe you could fit the UK or the USA. And I said, you know, if I'm not good enough for French, I definitely <laughs> cannot be good for, for Hollywood or those huge, amazing production. And he said, man, you never know. You, you really never know. Uh, I haven't fit the French market for, for five years. And uh, I said, okay, why not? One more guy who's trying to fit my, my head with dreams. So, okay, I'll be <laughs> careful. I'm not going to trust what he's saying. And he asked me actually money uh, to, not to join the agency. He said, Stefan, if I'm taking you, I'm going to need 300 euros. Not for me, but you have to pay the online um, platforms spotlights, IMDb stuff. You have to pay this so I can um, uh, cast you on this. I can propose mm. you. And I say, man, you're not really, you don't start right. Okay. I'm just telling you, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a lot of uh, problem with that. And the first thing you ask is, okay, it's money. And uh, so I, I told him no straight away. And after I said, okay, okay, try to meditate, try to see if you, if you have some good vibes, good colors. And I just breathe, breathe, I've seen yellow, I've seen good colors. And I said, okay, okay, I'll give you, okay. I give everything I have, everything I have left. I go to this agency, I gave the money, I applied online. He told nothing from this, of course. He told me he's going to get paid when I'm going to work, like every agency. Mm. And two weeks later, the first cast I've ever had was Ted Lasso. Wow. 
and this is how I get it. Then I've done the casting, like I've seen, okay, big stuff, American stuff. I'm never going to get that. But I want to show my agent that I can do something good. So I'm going to do the best I can for this casting, just to show him how much dedicated I am. And uh, so I've done this, and I got the casting. And when I got the casting, I think they, they confirmed me very late. Uh, I think it was a Friday, and I had to shoot to be there on, on Monday. Wow. And they, they told, he told me, Stefan, you got the job. You, you're starting on Monday. And I said, I cannot go. I, I cannot pay. And he, he paid me the trip and said, okay, you'll pay me back when you get there. And I couldn't pay the, the trip to, to, to London to start the shooting. I just couldn't oh my afford it. Gosh. And uh, he paid it for me. And on the first pay I got, he, of course, I paid him back. And actually, wow. Ted Lasso was my first casting with this agent I've never met from Belgium and uh, just told me to believe in uh, whatever that's coming. And even though Hollywood and uh, America is not too big for anyone if you're willing to work out for this. And it was my first casting. Wow. Wow. I'm obviously so now you got the question. You got everything. Oh, I, I love it. Obviously, you have the work ethic, considering that you were willing to relocate to India and try to work in yeah. a completely different uh, acting market. That's wow. Yes. Yeah. I don't mind. I, I, really, I really love I, I wasn't, you know, when you, you are... When you're not happy in what you're doing right now, um, I would have, I would love to succeed in France. It's my country. I love it. I love to act in French, of course. But you know, is it, what do you like? I love acting in whatever country I'm acting, like America, mm. UK, Japan, India. I, I just want to do what I like and survive and be happy. So I really, my friends tell me this all the time. You know, I come from the mountains, very small village. We like four thousand, and three quarters of my friends that I've, I was born here with they're still here and they work as mm. key teacher they are uh, they're doing great whatever they're doing key teacher restaurants guides yeah. uh constructions for houses they all stayed here and and i'm one of the very few that stefan pack your bags you have two hours uh, we live to usa now you're gonna stay for two years mm. i don't even need two hours i think in 30 minutes <laughs> enough that really you're always ready to go i i love i love people i love countries i love universe life is so short and uh, I, I must say i'm lucky to don't have any attachment in uh, wherever mm. i'm going so so and i really like this uh where do you because it sounds like you come from a small place that might just kind of stay put where where does that mindset come from for for you where did that kind of one foot out the door mentality develop for you mm, i don't really if, know um, sure um, if that is the correct way to call it uh, i don't know um, i like music a lot so I've, uh, I've always stayed in the um, in the lines um i'm coming from um Christian Catholic education from my mom, from a military family, so extremely strict and hard. Uh, and in music, yeah. I played some instrument. I've always played classical. I need to to read the notes I'm playing. I'm, I wasn't that creative. I couldn't play jazz or uh, chorus or creation live. I said, no, I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know my next step. Whatever, whatever it, it is, mm. I need to know where I'm going. And I don't know, maybe it changed in, in Paris, changing. Uh, when I left my mom, I was 17. I got my, for the first time, my own flat. I got a piano. I started to learn and do stuff on my own. I think maybe I just needed this grip out of my family, a chance to 
okay, no, hello, no good morning. I want to go out. I want to play piano at 5 a.m. I want to do this. Um, time passed, okay, uh, 15 years has passed now, uh, but you need your mind to, to expand a little. And traveling in a country in, an, in the other side of the world, just alone with nothing, no backup, and not knowing where you're going, I think it's it's helping a lot. When I've done some um, acting lesson in France when I was 20, beside my schools, I, I really wasn't that good. Uh, maybe I'm still bad. You tell me. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wasn't very good. I wasn't very confident and secure. I said I, I like it, but I'm not that great, and um, I couldn't afford more lessons. It was very expensive. And my one of my uh, teacher he told me, "Well, Stefan, there's two stuff that can teach you things. You know, there's." Schools, philosophy, whatever, poems and music, or traveling. Traveling is the best way to learn things uh, in whatever you're doing. Traveling alone, talking to people, discovering stuff, trying things. Traveling is everything. And that's all I had. And um, every time I have a chance, um, I'm still traveling now. I love that. Hmm. I'm always so jealous of people in Europe because there's so much, there's so much more access to traveling. Uh, maybe uh, our countries are so small. Yeah, our country is very small compared to yours. And uh, you yeah. just, yeah, you can just fly one hour, Montenegro, uh, East Europe, South Africa is not far, Portugal. Yeah, yeah everything and everything is extremely different. Your country, there's so much to see, but it's still USA. I understand. Yep. I understand. It's interesting. Yeah. We actually just, we talked to Charlie, uh, his cock. A couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned oh, his Charlie. his trip that he had with you to uh, yeah. Montenegro. Yeah, that was good. Uh, it was very good. Uh, I've planned my trip to Montenegro kind of last minute for two for two weeks, and uh, uh, and I was packing. He, he called me, hey, Stefan, what you doing? I said, Well, bro, I mean, I'm going to Montenegro. You want to join? And he said, sure, I'm coming. And and he came, and uh, we just I was supposed to be alone, and he just came uh, half half time uh, for the last week and I was nice. so happy uh, I was on my way he was waiting for me uh, in the beach and uh, we had a wonderful week and uh, I really hope we can go again last, uh, next year next one. that's amazing yeah yeah, he's, he's a wonderful guy it's, uh, I think he's so, so young but ex- okay first of all extremely talented I think um, and he's gonna learn a lot he's, he's still got a lot of learning to learn and uh, I think he's aware of this and that's extremely good um, yeah I call this one of the first, I don't know in which book I've read this. Um, one of my favorite writers, Tilop Song Rampa, he was a Buddhist and um, uh, English philosopher. And he say in many things, there's four ways of things. Um, first, you're bad and you don't know it. Then you're bad and you know it. And that you're good and you don't know that you're good. And then you're good and you know that you're good. And <laughs> actually, knowing that you still have a lot to learn and being aware of this, uh, it's it's very mature thing, and uh, Charlie is very is very young, so I think he's gonna have a great career in front of it. Yeah, I think we all love seeing like how close the cast is, and that y'all hang out all the time. Like, it's really cool. Like, what is it that brought you and Charlie to be like, oh, let's be like buds and let's travel and all that stuff? Um, I think the entire cast, first of all, is a. Uh, uh, I have to, I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm not the one who's got the most experience in acting, cinema production. They, they must have much more than I did. Uh, I got my different kind of experiences. But I still think we got very lucky to all hang, not hang out, but hang on uh, mm-hmm. that much together. Um, yeah. You can go on 
production, cinema stuff, and do a great uh, couple for acting, but they can hate each other. You don't have to get along with everyone. You do your job, do it good, but you don't have to share everything with, with everyone. In, in that case for Ted Lasso, I'm not kidding. It's really like a family. Um, if we need anything, whatever, calling Cristo, going to Cola's place, uh, sharing this mm. with this one, and then this one, and then the other one, and call uh, the, the new guys, uh, the old guys. We like we really like a big family there. So everyone who wanted to come would have been welcome. Uh, I just got a call from Charlie, so I said, okay, let's go together. But <laughs> all all of us together, we share messages. Uh, we got our WhatsApp group. We call each other, and when someone have a bad news. We call each other mm-hmm. to comfort, and uh, and that's it. So um, I'm really happy to to meet them again. I'm really happy that we had this little break to do our stuff, to settle back, to enjoy the success of Ted Lasso, doing other projects, and then to meet again. And I think luck has, has to be a part of it, but you provoke it. Jason and all this team, they've done a wonderful cast with Theo Park, with everything. The, the writing is very good. It's full of happiness. The cast had to be had to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they nailed it really with everybody. True, true, true. I'm, I'm, I'm interested because you seem so in touch with your spirituality, and you are always exploring what else is there for me, what is next, and Ted Lasso. I at least more than a good portion of uh, American sitcoms really seems to have an ethos where you are just kind of connecting with your own emotional health. And I'm just wondering how that kind of message resonates with you in terms of where you are in your life, your own journey for, I don't know, whatever is next, whatever truth there is for you uh with ted lasso yes okay uh, so this is a topic um um okay there is one thing i'm gonna be very jealous about with ted lasso is that i'm never gonna watch it as you guys discovering it mm. being a part of it reading the scripts mm-hmm. and trying to do my best and trying to understand what they're writing um the way I'm understanding Ted Lasso is most of it is thanks to the fans and the comments and the effect it has on it. When I see it changed my life, I learned this, I learned that. Uh, I ain't with my uh, with my daughter again. We talk and there is no uh, age gap, 10 years old, 99 years old. And this is how I felt, okay, what's Ted Lasso I've done? But I've been reading the script. Um, even if my part is very small, I've tried to do as best as I could. So try to stay focused, try and just um, learning all the script, where we are, as my English is not that great, sometimes I don't really understand what, why they always, what they want on set. So that's why I left, I have to learn everything about the script to know, okay, we are here, this happens, this happened. And before it's coming out, uh, okay, I know everything already. And I'm just um, mm. watching it in a, in a way, okay, they have edited like this, there is this sound, okay, they cut that, they put this here, oh, it's so interesting because Ted Lasso for me is an extremely good way to learn how to create, to product, and to uh, direct. So it's the best experience I can have um, um, and the best chance I can have to learn, maybe to Mm. go the next step. Uh, And when I'm watching it, okay, as I said, it's the little jealousy that I have, I'm not discovering it. And uh, all my friends, 
that I've seen it in uh, many countries speaking English, told me so much emotion. I cried here. I cried there. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I didn't get this. I don't see it that way, unfortunately, and I'm very sad about this. So how Ted Lasso resonates, it's just the way I'm, I'm reading the commentaries and uh, see how people, they have love, fun, and happiness just watching it. So mm. it resonates just this way. Say, okay, we gave this. Even if my part is just zero point one percent, I'm a part of what gave this. And uh, it's just my reward and um, that's it. So I'm very sorry I cannot uh, relate to the story of Ted Lasso. Even I can relate it on script, but I don't get the emotion um, as you guys. I think. Uh, but also that's not even a viewpoint I considered of just not necessarily being able to connect with the external journey of all of these viewers, but at the same time, you have this radically different personal journey within oh, with, okay, within yeah. the show. Okay, I see. Oh, okay, the way I see it, sorry, I didn't understand correctly. When, when I read for the first time, be curious, not judgmental, I said, okay, I point my finger, yes! <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what I, I love to read because I've been judgmental, jealous, and uh, angry most of my life until I said, okay, that's, that's really not the point. And actually, this, if you can uh, answer to these problems and, um, and, how do you call that? And taking care of them in one sentence is actually be curious, not judgmental, mm -hmm. about traveling, about people, about things. And, uh, and that's it. So, yeah, this sentence really made me appreciate, okay, I'm in the right place right now. I couldn't choose a better show. It's not about Game of Thrones or Casa de Papel or anything. Uh, I would love, okay, it's, it's not the question, but it's a show about happiness and really talking to me personally. Even though in the last uh, episode of, I think, season two, when they talk about, okay, let's try to listen what the universe is telling to you, um, to Toib, to, uh, to Sam, so he mm. can stay in, in Richmond, That's what I'm thinking all the time. Okay, I don't know. Do I have any sign from the universe? And uh, I'm seeing things most of the time, actually. And um, I don't know if I should meet, meet this guy named Michael. And I don't know. And I'm on my, in my car. I turn on the engine and I hear Michael Jackson singing. I say, maybe I should, <laughs> I, I, I should meet that guy. And it's, uh, so I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's connecting to me. And okay, another little things I haven't told you about. When I was trying to manifest and and changed my life for being an actor. I was in India, 2018. Uh, okay, this is something maybe I've said in other inter interviews, so if I'm repeating myself. Um, and I was trying to manifesting, imagining, imagining myself as an actor with all the cameras and people telling me, Stefan, action, cut, stuff. And in 2018, the World Cup was here with friends mm. winning it. And I was watching every single game. I was loving watching it. And every time I was going to bed, having dreams or trying to uh, manifest and, uh, and um, meditate, I was seeing myself as being a part of the French team and scoring goals because I was mm. so much into football. Oh, wow. And I told this to my, um, how you call it, to my guru. And I said, I have trouble to manifesting. I'm just seeing myself as a footballer and uh, not as an actor anymore. I, I don't want to be a footballer. It's just, I'm so into it. And he told me, why don't you see yourself being a footballer as an actor? And I said, <laughs> okay. So no. same thing, just with camera. Stefan Action shot the ball. Bam, scored, goal, cut. And I imagined this for months. Wow. And actually, I got to last one, actually. 
It's exactly oh, that I wanted two years after. That's that wild. It's true. Not kidding. It's true 100%. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So yeah, you were yeah, a big incredible. football fan even before the show, though, because we've seen yeah. some kind of – some were fans, some were not. Well, who are your teams? Um, okay. My team um, – I support – uh, I like sports and actually I really like my country when they win and we're quite good at some <laughs> stuff. Uh, okay, we won the World Cup football, rugby, we're not that bad either. Uh, biathlon, I don't know if you know this, uh, but I really like to support the French team too. Um, so football, yeah, our team was beautiful in 2018. It was a mm. wonderful team. Uh, the World Cup was quite an amazing journey, so I had a lot of time watching this. As a forward team, who am I supporting? Okay, the French team I support is PSG because yeah. they are the best and this it's the only way we can uh, maybe shine in Europe. Yeah. So, um, I don't really like the business model, but okay, I'm supporting this. I really love <laughs> Liverpool, though. Um, uh, Liverpool is, is quite insane. Mm. And uh, I, I used to love Barcelona 2010, 9, 10, yeah. 11, like everyone, I guess. Yeah. It's a brilliant, brilliant time of Pep. And uh, yeah, I think Liverpool. I really like. I really like this team. So who's gonna nice. win this year? Um, um, maybe Bayern Munich. They're extremely mm-hmm. powerful, and and they stay straight on the line, and uh, they they focus, and it's quite amazing to see them play. Who are your favorite team in the, in Europe, guys? Tell me who do you support? I, I think support we're no one. yeah, we're very <laughs> casual fans. Um, I've always liked the Hotspurs. Hotspurs, I, okay. I couldn't give you a good reason why. Like my my exposure to football was through FIFA, the video game, <laughs> and for some reason I just always chose to play as the Hotspurs and then followed them. Um, but Sai's family is from London and, and live there, and they're all Man City fans. Yeah, Man City, and they live in London. Yeah, yep. so yep. I support by, I kind of by proxy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the both roads, uh, you support Tottenham? You too, John and uh, C. I, I, I do. I don't think Sai follows Cy. any of I them, really. I really don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. And Kenny, who do you support? I, I do not like sports at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, my I, God. I, yeah, I, I find them all uh, dreadfully dull. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like I'm hearing my mom, David. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would love to just talk with your mom. That would be great. <laughs> I, know, I came well, at you uh, hot with the football you, question, but you can miss yeah, a lot of emotion. If you're if you're not into sport, you're not into sport. If you're into, I uh, you have a lot of funny emotion. I have to say. Okay, what do you like, Kenny? Tell me. <laughs> Cinema. Uh, I I'm sorry. What was that? What do you like? Oh, uh, film, hands down. Uh, Star Trek. I love Star Trek. I don't know if anyone on the podcast has ever been able to pick up on that, listeners. <laughs> um, I love, love comedy. Um, and I, I love in investigating mental health and trying to, I don't know, unlock a better way of living and kind of finding your own personal truth and I don't know, living the best version of the life that you want to Um, try to read. If you can, uh, you forever from T-Lop song grandpa. 
um, it's not there's many books on guidance and uh, way of of um, think and stuff like this. Way too many, I think. Uh, this one is just about okay. This is what it is. It's just giving you the raw equation or how the universe is working, how your body is working, your brain is working, and how life is working. Then after you can just it's like you have a 360 degrees way of okay you got all the option and direction and it's just giving you okay this is how the car is 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 walking then you can rise your your way so if you can i think you you might like it this is the the book uh, that changed my life when i was 16 so mm. you forever till up some grandpa maybe you have read it already uh, I, I I have not. Uh, the book that I am currently reading is drastically different. It is Star Trek Vanguard. It's about a space station. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah, I mean, your suggestion and Star Trek Vanguard, it's, it's one and the same. Just as life-changing. Just as life-changing, for sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, very rarely do I get book recommendations from the cast of Ted Lasso, so that's definitely shooting up yeah. to the top of my reading list. Yep. <laughs> well, I could have given you 2018 French The Way of Success, How to Win the World Cup, but you wouldn't like this one, obviously. <laughs> I'll read that one. I'll give yeah. you another one. John, John will read that one. He will tell me just the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. Of that. Okay. Don't look for it. I just made it up. It doesn't exist. I was oh, just making oh, a Sorry. I was already on Amazon. <laughs> Stefan, was there is there a specific movie or actor or artist that kind of sparked the uh, the initial hunger that you had for being an actor? Um, yeah. Good question. Uh, I have to say, I'm very. I'm very classical. I don't. I don't have an extremely good um, um, culture about movies, old movies, new movies, stuff like this. So I, I really like uh, like the the common, extremely good actors like DiCaprio, Phoenix, all of this. Mm. But um, just to answer your question, the very first movie that made me think, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" It was Harry Potter one, of course. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, yeah, but this one, uh, 2003, I guess, uh, I was 10, and I, I had the same age of Daniel Radcliffe on this. I, I, I saw that, I said, damn, that's amazing, I want, I want to live that, and uh, not kidding, I've read, I've watched the movie 76 times in two years. Wow. Uh, and uh, we had to buy the yeah. <laughs> It's it's the truth. Seventy six time, and we had to buy twice the VHS because it was dead. (laughs) You wore it out. Yeah. So sometimes I watch it twice a day. Uh, I remember it was in in summer, and uh, my mom was working, my dad was working, so I was alone at home. So I just watch it once, and then uh, watch it again. Okay. This very little funny fact. uh, I I think my mom still remember. We were going Paris to uh, South of France, eight hours driving. And uh, during the summer, and uh, was making uh, some games with my mom, just talking or uh, mathematics. I don't really know. And I remember talking about, I think I, I know it by heart. And I wrote it down, I wrote the entire movie down, all the dialogues with my mom next to it, um, <laughs> two or three hours. And there is not one word that was a mistake in French, the French version, that I've watched uh, countless times. And after we watched it together, my mom checked and she, she thought I was uh, 
not uh, like Dustin Hoffman, you know. She, she took me to a psychotherapist. Okay, I think my son's got a problem oh. because, because <laughs> there is not one mistake in the entire script. And uh, I just, okay, this movie changed my life. And uh, I uh, said, okay, can be, can be happening. So I love that amazing. answer. That's incredible. <laughs> Your therapist is like, I've not seen this before. This is different. <laughs> yeah. It's not super intelligent. It's just weird, man. So You'll be things. okay. It's average. Just don't watch it too much. Uh, yeah. So this movie, and then when I was 18, okay, now, okay, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not that tall. I'm 176, but I grew up very late. So when I was 18, 19, I was still kind of small, like I was, I was very small and I've tried to learn acting lesson, acting stuff and uh, going to uh, acting schools. And actually, you know, children's are mean, children's are mean. We're just not educated enough and not that open main in this little school stuff or whatever we're watching. And I was doing those things and I was the, the shortest of the entire school, I was always very short and not that tall back in time. And they told me, oh, Stefan, you don't, you cannot act with us. You're too small. The camera will never fit. We cannot use small actors. And actually, I was kind of resigned by this and said, well, that's mm. just physical problem. I cannot do much about it. And then I watched the movie named uh, Mission Impossible One. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. Yes. Very small actor, which is tremendous talent, extremely nice face. I find it extremely charismatic. Mission Impossible 3, uh, the talent was quite insane and the Top Gun stuff and the cocktails. And I said, okay, that's my answer to you guys. So there's yeah. no excuse. So just shut up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I feel like you're taller than Tom Cruise even. No, yes, I am. He's very, he's yeah. very small. <laughs> yeah, and he did it. <laughs> and he, he, he freaking did it. So yeah. he's uh, one of my, okay, one of my model to idol. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just physical, but uh, okay, you, you you have to do with what you have, okay? So we all have trouble with our, not trouble. Okay, your boy, your girl, you're tall, you're small, you're short, you're fast, you're not fast, you're fat or not. You have a physique. You have to deal with it and accept it. And uh, Tom Cruise helped me accept my uh, the thing that I wasn't accepting before. Nice. Um, were you into music before you got into acting and stuff? Because we had we oh, talked yeah. to Jeremy Jeremy Swift a while ago, and he was <laughs> he was complimenting on your your, your musical abilities as well, oh, saying thank you're great. You. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, we got along a lot uh, together on, on music. Is uh, Like I said, you remember, uh, like he's doing jazz improvisation and he's very good with it. Uh, he sent me some of this new composition uh, and I told him my thoughts on uh, what I think. And okay, for, obviously he's, he's extremely good, talented. But uh, mm. what I like even more is when he's um, doing impro or jazz stuff, things that I really cannot do and uh, this I really... Um, my eyes are bright. Okay, I, I really like to see this in real. Um, well, thank you uh, from thank, thank you. Uh, I didn't say thank him in, in real. I wasn't here, so you'll tell him thank you next time. Uh, you yeah, him, uh, online. As <laughs> well, for music, uh, I started very young. Sorry, sorry I cut you. Uh, oh, I started you very young, and um, my mom pushed me into music. I started. I was five years old, and I hated mm. it. It was terrible. I hated it. I hated mm. it. I was doing clarinets and uh, saxophone and music lesson. And I said, I don't like it, mom, it's boring. And now that I'm older, I'm very happy that he, she pushed me to it. Um, yeah. I, so I started clarinet, I was five years old or six. Oh, I cool. Then uh, 15, I switched to saxophone. Yeah, 
You know why I switched? Wow. Because, just because it, it was a sexier instrument. And when yes. I was fixed, yeah, yeah, you all agree I, on this. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I get it because I started playing the clarinet when I was 12, oh, always ooh. with the intention to switch to saxophone because <laughs> of exactly that reason. It was a sexier instrument. That's uh, it. Now I. Yeah. I am so, a saxophone so, so, player as well. Were you tenor oh, or alto or baritone? I was uh, alto, alto, alto. Yes, you are. I love that. So, yes, yeah, so some instruments are just more sexier than others, like saxophone, <laughs> uh, even trumpet, uh, strings. Yeah. If you say, um, okay, I don't know the English stuff, oboe or clarinet, they're, they're mm-hmm. all wonderful, beautiful instruments, but it just doesn't have the same effect on people who doesn't know much about music. And I was this 15 years old, and I was playing quite good, actually. I was playing Mozart, concerto number four, a quite mm-hmm. good level. And I played to crowd. And girls, and they were, oh, well, that's, that's nice. No, it's not nice. It's, it's very good. And then this guy came with his <laughs> saxophone, three years playing. He didn't know how to play, just play the, I think he played the Blues Brothers. You know? <laughs> it was so bad. And everyone would say, oh, he's so good. And all. I said, okay, I'm going to switch to saxophone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this was my decision. Also, you're all musician then. Okay, very good. John. Do you play or only the no? Oh my no, God. I never got into music, and I'm. It's one of my regrets in life for sure. Oh, okay, Sia, do you still play saxophone? I sure don't. But was my eighth grade jazz band like closer? Oh, God, so I remember oh, that song very. It was well. you. <laughs> it was you. The girl made me change. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, and Kenny, clarinet, still playing? Uh, no, I am not. It is currently sitting at the top of my closet, uh, not even two feet away from me. Uh, I, I think I the last time I busted it out was probably a yearish ago. That's to, recent. To just play, I know. I was surprised too. <laughs> uh, just, just to play "Happy Birthday" to someone over Zoom. Oh, that's cute. It's <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice touch. Well, now um, I'm playing piano. It's been 10 years now. I really love this. Is one little regret I had. Okay, another life changing uh, movie is obviously uh, Mozart, Amadeus. Mm, yes. Uh, wow. I've seen that. I said, okay, that's brilliant. Costume, acting, uh, decoration, music. I, okay. <laughs> that's, it killed me. Uh, it really uh, it yeah. was quite amazing. And I saw that movie. I was 17. I said, okay, I need to play piano right now. And I started, at, I started piano at 17. And this is one of my regrets that I haven't seen this movie. When I was four or five, I would have started piano extremely young. I would have been amazing. Now I'm just, I know how to play some songs. I'm still very happy about this, but I'm not very good. I would have loved to learn piano at extremely young. I would have mm, loved same. Uh, Stefan, yeah. I just, I, I have to point out the fact that you've just consistently gone, I don't think I'm very good. I don't think I'm very good. Meanwhile, you're speaking like multiple languages, play multiple instruments. Uh, you're just so well-traveled. I, you're, you are just so delightful. Awesome. That, is, that is it. So, thank, you, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, because you, you, I've seen other artists and, uh, okay, I'm, Maybe good, but uh, I've never been excellent in one thing. I've been quite good and average at many stuff, maybe languages, courage, traveling, piano stuff, acting, but uh, I haven't excelled yet. Uh, I still have time to do it and to raise my levels on whatever 
I'm going to do. So thank mm. you so much. And uh, like I said, even before, um, it was really hard to find my personal emotion out of jealousy and uh, or, or failing. And I think I, I'm okay being the average guy. And um, if you always push yourself and it's not, and I'd, maybe you can work on some person saying I'm the best, I'm this, it's, it's driving me. Uh, I like to get salty and good for them, but I'm really not those kind of person. Uh, mm. I'm never going to say I'm better than this or that. Or if I am, it's just, okay, maybe that's got lucky or work. Or that's, I, I'm never going to push myself uh, like this. And um, I don't see anything good coming from that. So I, I'm okay being okay for now. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to walk very hard and try to get better and better. I yeah. really appreciate your sense of self. Like this is incredible to hear someone who I think by our standards are, is so successful. Like you're killing it. And you're like, you know what? I'm average and I'm okay with it. <laughs> like this is yes. like it's That's- humble, but it's also so healthy not to take yourself that seriously. Like I, it's, that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think Ted Lasso also, um, um, teacher this, um, there's Phil Dunster. Uh, I don't know if you talk to him, but extremely nice guys. It, it's true. It's true. Uh, the guy who's playing Jamie, uh, mm-hmm. is, is really a model in his way of, uh, uh, not talking about acting, but like really, um, as a human being on set, talking to people or listening, I'm telling you, it's like Jason. He listens to people, trying to understand. Even if we're wrong, he gives time to people, gives space. Um, if I need anything, he helped me with this, uh, some situation with agent or whatever. And uh, okay, let's take the role of Jamie, Jamie Todd. That's Phil Zunster. It's fitting perfectly. Let's be honest. Mm. Okay. Uh, I had one, this uh, American agent told me, oh, Stefan, you should push and try to be a Jamie Todd in the next, next season. You can play this kind of... Stay at your place. Uh, what should be happy with what you have, mm-hmm. and and it's gonna come or, or not. But just do what you have to do the best way you can. Learn from those guys. If Phil is here, there's a reason for that. It's not mm-hmm. about being better or worse or whatever. Learn from this guy, and then if you go behind the uh, the camera, if you're on set, you would never have tried to say, "Oh, maybe you can be better than him and try mm-hmm. to have a better character." I heard that. How can you think? Something like this. Just, and uh, I'm telling you, like all of those, Cola, Jason, obviously, Brendan, uh, Brett, all of them, they have the perfect mindset on set, outside, and it shows. And all of them, you're learning for them. So if I was to say, I'm better, I can be better, I'm going to push him out. First of all, I get kicked out extremely fast because those guys they feel <laughs> they feel emotion. I think we have to work all work all together as as a team and a family, and uh, mm. they are professional for this too. They, you cannot get rid of maybe the the bad mentality or toxic energy, and if you and this is how you raise everyone together. So you go to a group of people, you're lucky enough that everyone has got this positive energy and you rise with them. If I was coming there, okay, I'm not going to tell them, but I'm better than him. I'm going to kill them all. That's that's so stupid. That's the kind of thing you can have as a teenager and uh, you have to get rid of, you see? Mm. So I'm I'm okay being okay. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I, we need t-shirts with this. This is not what we're being taught in school and, and, and in general. Like you, that's a really just profound way to live life. That's amazing. I mean, you guys are American. Really, uh, you, you put success and pushing your limits. And I think that's why you're, 
number one powerful people, this uh, driving energy, this driving mindset, mindset of creation, doing more, building more. That's extremely good. Uh, I think if you have the proper race of this, the way I've been raised, my dad, gypsy, mom, uh, um, military girl, uh, I don't know where to settle. So the best mm. when you're not on your two feet, just be neutral, be neutral, neutral. That's how they shoot uh, movies, you know, with the neutral images, then they can retouch it. If there's too much light in the beginning, too much shadows, they cannot give the perfect image at the end. So if you're not 100% sure where you're going, just stay neutral and then universe will drive you here or there and just give it time and trust the process. Wow. Love that. I mean, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like I'm learning so much today. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, guys. Um, just been open for life, to life for, for a couple of years. Not for five years, actually. And I've been learning a lot. And uh, like I said, I'm not here to say, oh, you should do this or that. I'm just trying to explain as good as I can. Uh, my experience and yeah. I think they are either positive or either neutral and I'll never judge anyone for wrong decision or their life or you poor or you this or you a prostitute I'm never gonna judge anyone you do what you think you have to do and I'm not in your shoes your shoes if if it's your choice to do this I'm not in your position so I'm, I'm I can give advice or, or things I'm thinking but I mm. never judge anyone for their decision, good or bad, or what they've done, or stealing, or doing a bad job. Never. No, no, no one should judge anyone for this. You do what, with what you have, and uh, that's it. Just respect it. Mm. Well, all right. <laughs> we all have so much to reflect on. This was a fresh yeah. perspective today. Really, really oh, appreciate I, it. I, I have to say this before we wrap up. Uh, obviously Ted Lasso is a hilarious show. Uh, and also Stefan, you have hands down my absolute favorite line in the yes. entire show. <laughs> I've talked about this on the podcast. It's whenever yep. you all are in the pub about to, I guess, perform the exorcism in the ghosts. clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too many ghosts. That's a that's a good line, but your line after that of we cannot fight them all. Ah, yeah. Hands down. Hands down the funniest line for me. Incredible. Oh my god, thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much. They quote thank that you. all the time. I'll have you yeah. know. It's so <laughs> funny. It. And it's delivered perfectly. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay, um uh, do, do you guys have, is there a relation with ghosts or there is a subline or something like this? Or um, what, what ghost means? Uh, is it literally we cannot fight them all when Richard is thinking about ghosts or there is a subline that maybe has to be understandable? Tell me no, how did you. I, it's, I, for me, I, the way it, it's just so funny because you say it so bone dry seriously yeah. <laughs> you're, like you're fighting so the actual ghosts committed to it that's a good thing because i do believe in ghosts and things so and spiritual energy and i, I was really thinking okay so we have to fight this god this thing uh, can we i was making the equation and they got, just got me there 
No, okay, I got the results of the equation. No, we cannot fight them. That's <laughs> right. It, like, so, it sounds as though you've worked through the logistics yeah. and it's not yes, looking yes. good. <laughs> That's what I've done. That's what I've done. I, I think I took like five seconds just, okay, maybe this, no, maybe if Danny, no, uh, okay, no, we cannot fight them. Yeah. No. <laughs> they just oh. got his spot. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much. You see that stuff that I, I'm working, okay, it's just a line, but I'm working very hard to have it correctly so they can keep it and i'm doing my best and yeah. in the end when it shows on camera uh, okay first of all i'm happy they kept it and secondly i'm happy that it might look funny and then i have to read your guys commenting fans commenting oh that was very funny and then I, then i'm happy you see that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> thank you kenny i appreciate it's a long wait huh long wait <laughs> to find out if you've done a good job you do something and you find out and eight months later if it's yeah. good or not and then you have to wait uh, one more year if the Emmys people say oh it was good <laughs> they agree <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's a long time uh, artists like you, have, you spend a lot of your life waiting whatever you're doing yeah. whatever you're doing you wait a lot you wait a lot yep. Sai did you have one more question before we let him go yeah and we kind of touched on it when you first came on so i know it's the holiday season and you're probably hanging out with family but in the carol of the bells episode uh your character you know uh, arrived at higgins season two? <laughs> yeah number four yeah. season two yeah. your character came to higgins house with um foie gras and mm -hmm. sticky cheese and champagne, champagne. Yeah. yeah and and a beautiful lady so what, how will you be spending the holidays? Will there be stinky cheese? Will there be women? Will there be foie gras? <laughs> of course. <laughs> You're like, all of it. Yes, Obviously. All of it. So all of it, and you just double, you just time it by 10, okay? You need <laughs> 10 more girls if you're single, or, or 10 more guys if you're a girl. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, family time, the champagne has to be here. Uh, there is the foie gras that has to be here and there is the cheese at the end that has to be there. Little line on the foie gras stuff because there is a big political uh, situation last two weeks in France. Uh, foie gras is delicious, but the way it's made is extremely, yeah. extremely, extremely bad for the goose. Uh, yeah. You like it. You just watch a video and you say, oh my God, okay, I'll I'll, I have to stop. Uh, the right. maximum we allow us now French is Okay, once a year, Christmas, and period. But even now, there is a political situation. They forbid, they forbid um, to sell foie gras in, uh, in many cities mm. now. But anyway, now I'm in the mountains, so there is snow, and uh, there's going to be champagne. Uh, I'm going to try to make my mom uh, try alcohol once a year. She never did that. <laughs> <laughs> to try it's, what? Alcohol. alcohol. She never drinks alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> yeah. If, if she has a bottom of champagne, she's tipsy for four hours. So <laughs> I, I need her to train a little bit. Of that. She's so funny when she's tipsy. So I like to see her like this. <laughs> That's so great. Do you have siblings or, is, or are you an only child? I have a, a younger brother, 21. He's a chiro, chiropractor, chiropractor. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's going to come to to the mountains too in, in two Excellent. days. So uh, same, I'm seeing him once or twice a year, uh, which is not fun. But we Zoom, we call. Uh, I have the very bad connection with him when I was very young. Uh, I, was a, I was not a good child. I was very running everywhere, don't know where to stay, to feed, parents divorcing. Uh, mm. um, and I wasn't very nice with my brother. And until I came out, uh, not came out, until I move out 
to my own apartment, start to, to settle more, to read a little more. Uh, well, came to him, spent more time with him, apologized for, for mm. how I was. And he said, and he's much more mature than me on this because he got all my bad part and I was really nice, nice with him. So he, he built mm. himself a shell and an extremely good connection with my mom, which I don't have. Uh, my mom also, uh, I wouldn't say she, she didn't raise me good, but she was still extremely uh, oppressed by the education she had from uh, her dad, military, mm. extremely high military in the French uh, military. So mm. she didn't have a very nice childhood and obviously it reflected on me a lot. And actually when I started my awakening stuff, 20, 22, 23, I gave her lots of books. And now she's built a whole, whole business last, uh, last three years ago. She's doing extremely great. She's going to a, a meditation camp once a month oh. With only wow. girls, chakra girl. She's getting mm. tattoos of chakra stuff and wow. meditate. And she's doing it 10 times more than I do now. And now <laughs> true, true. Now I'm in my room. There's uh, chakra stuff everywhere and everyone. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, now we, we have a much better communication. And, and she came for, from this uh, uh, chakra stuff. Uh, I'm saying chakra a lot of things. Shaman camp. Uh, uh-huh. she, she stayed for a week with all this no men, no men allowed, only girls talking stuff. Mm. And she came back crying a lot and she had to talk to me. She told me, Stefan, shut up for one hour. I just want to talk to you. I have to say this. I said, Mom, you don't need to. I have to say, okay. I, I see that, shut up. And she told me, apologize for this, for that, for that. Oh. It was it was very, wow. and she felt, ext- you know, we don't share feeling that much in the family. So I know how difficult it was because in my situation right now, I would never be able to do this. And mm. I'm very proud of her now, and she's she's getting much better. So I have also one more time things, uh, spirituality, shamanism, uh, whatever. If it's working for you, give it a try. If it doesn't, don't do it. If it's religious, do religion. If it's nothing, do nothing. If it's nature, it's nature. But um, I'm very happy we connect on this and that it's working for her. That's great. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So now I'm trying to make a drink. Next step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully your brother can help you. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. <laughs> well, Stefan, before we let you go, is there anywhere that people can hear music you've made? Are there any other movies or anything that people should look out for? Anything like um, that? I'm trying to, sh- uh, I'm not a um, very social guy person. I'll try, I'll do my best next year. Promise, <laughs> I have to use this tool. Well, on Instagram, simply Stefan Manas. And on my bio, there is my link of uh, my composition, sound, okay. it.fr, F-R, sound, and between the sound and the it, there is uh, the line, the number six line. I don't know what to call this. Cool. Uh, oh, the dash. The dash, but not the under dash, the middle dash. Mm. And uh, you can hear a lot of composition and, you too. Give it a try if you have time. I think they're very good. Um, this is one thing I'm extremely proud about because I spent uh, two years uh, composing this with my, my dear friends, uh, Quentin, my uh, very old friend who is a composer too, and we compose stuff together. And I think it's, it's got potential. So if one day I'm lucky enough to go in USA, I'll try to develop this part too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely listen to it and we'll share it with uh, our listeners too. Please do. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we we really appreciate you coming on. This was a blast and enlightening. 
Yes. Oh my God. Thank you, John. Thank you, Sia. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. Thank you, all the listeners, for spending <sighs> time with us. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. it. This and I hope you had a good time. Absolutely. And hope you have a, a nice holiday with your, with your family. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be great. Thank you very much. I'm not going to do any ski because I don't want to get injured before Ted Lasso season three. <laughs> Did uh, they tell you not to? They're like, don't, don't go No, skiing. they don't. But I think they're <laughs> very, uh, we all are very professional. We, we could grow fat or get injured or whatever. We stay fit. We do sports. We try to keep the athletic shape of a, of a footballer. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we're all very cautious. I try not to do motorcycle too much. And um, I'm I'm being careful, and I think there is this trust between all of us, and we try to yeah. build something even better. I think I, I really think uh, Ted, the first season was quite amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, I've seen in season two, wow, okay, that's uh, extremely good writers, and they they have been yeah. surprising in so many ways. And say, guys, I, I would I I didn't expect to be even better. From my perspective, it's even better because they mm-hmm. could have. Sh- um, they could have showed different aspects of what Ted Lasso could be, and I really didn't expect it, and it surprised me a little. Yeah, so, yeah, it was yep. awesome. It was awesome. And we're very excited to see what you do in season three. Me too. What's I'm excited to see. <laughs> I bet. I'm, I'm excited too, and uh, I just cannot wait to go back to UK. And uh, if you guys are around, tell me if you're in London uh, next oh, year. Yes. We could oh, meet, and uh, if I go to USA next year, I'll tell you. Yes, please. Yes, please. We'll, we'll do a live interview face to face. That would be great. Would be awesome. <laughs> and we can play music a little. So practice, Kenny. Take your clarinet. <laughs> yes, sir. So you know, you take sing. a saxophone. I'll rent a saxophone, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. And John, you have time to learn something. Try to learn the harmonica. It's quite awesome. I'll bring a drum set. Yeah, he drum loves set. drumming. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We need a we need a beat beat guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs>